Hello, welcome to Spilling Chai on the Pain Gap. My name is Anisha Hussain and I am your host. And one thing I always like to stress when I'm speaking about America's maternal health crisis and maternal mortality is that this is a solvable crisis. We already have the tools, the knowledge, and the skills we need to, and the expertise, to intervene to save women's lives. That being said, are women's lives a priority? More specifically, are the lives of women of color and black women a priority? I think we all know the answer to that. I'm so excited about today's guest, Kimberly Seals Allers. I got to meet her in person a few months ago when we were both doing an event in New York and her aura and her energy, I and mean, we connected immediately. And I'm so excited that she's here because she's come up with one of the coolest tech interventions to save black women's lives. And I can't wait for you guys to listen to our conversation. I'm gonna quickly read you her incredible bio. So Kimberly Seals Allers is an award-winning journalist five-time author, international speaker, and strategist for maternal and infant health. A former senior editor at Essence and writer at Fortune Magazine, Kimberly is a leading voice on birth, breastfeeding, and motherhood at the intersection of race, class, and policy. She is the founder of Earth, as in birth, but without the B for bias the first of its kind Yelp-like review and rating app for black and brown women and birthing people to leave and find reviews of OBGYNs, hospitals, and pediatricians as a digital tool to address bias and racism in care and bring transparency and accountability to the medical system. Heck yeah. <laughs> With funding from California Healthcare Foundation, Kimberly launched Birthright, a podcast about joy and healing in Black birth to counter the doom and gloom narrative in Black maternal health. Kimberly's fifth book, The Big Letdown, How Medicine, Big Business, and Feminism Undermine Breastfeeding, was published by St. Martin's Press in 2017. Earth is a project of Kimberly's nonprofit, Narrative Nation, which creates community-centered media and tech to eradicate health disparities. I'm so honored to have Kimberly here as our guest today, and I hope you enjoy our conversation. Thank you so much. Kimberly, thank you Hi. so much for being here today. I thank am so, so excited. Much for having me. Well, I am so excited about this interview. Um, I'm going to jump right in. By the way, uh, researching you and going through all your work, I just, you know, I, I feel so honored that I was on stage with you and we connected right away. We and sure did, right? And now I wish I had just bowed down a little bit lower. Uh, so I'm so honored. I'm so honored. Okay, I'm going to stop fangirling. You. Uh, you write that motherhood changed my life. Now I want to change motherhood for all. What does America get wrong about motherhood, especially for women of color? Oh my, that is a loaded question. And, you know, I'll keep it short, but you know, in, in a nutshell, pretty much everything, I think that we can start at the top, looking at the ways that mothering is just not valued as an important work in this country. Um, we can look at the fact that we're the only industrialized nation that still does not have a federal paid leave. We, were, we, we had a lot of hope a few months ago, but hopefully we will get there within this administration. But it's really abysmal, the support that parents have um, when they choose mothering and 
um, and the ways that our society continues to devalue that, right? In terms of people going back to work, um, you know, and what 25% of US women are going back to work 10 days after childbirth. I mean, that's despicable. Um, and so really thinking through whether we are uh, only given lip service to our family friendly policy stances versus actually giving parents and those who choose to mother um, the supports that they need to do that. And then obviously when we speak of Black women um, and birthing people, we can't have this conversation without understanding that even before they get to mothering, they are at greater risks. They are more likely to die during pregnancy or after childbirth due to complications um, and that we are more likely to have low birth weight babies, preterm births, like the social stressors of racism have literally weathered our bodies. That is what science has proven um, and really deems us entering pregnancy in a less healthier, uh, a compromised state, regardless of what we may appear to be, right? And so when we look at the lack of policy support, often the lack of intergenerational support, we see that a lot around breastfeeding. When we look at the the, the lack of uh, systemic support, even when we're seeking you know, to get care within the system, we're being dismissed, traumatized, you know, uh, misdiagnosed. We see that all, all the time in the Earth App reviews. So every where we turn in our motherhood journey, we are faced with obstacles. And then we have to deal with the obstacles that we all face in terms of the barriers to support um, and things like that. So yeah, <laughs> so much, so much. So, so much. Um, well, you know, it's interesting because when I started writing my book, The Pain Gap, How Sexism and Racism in Healthcare Kill Women, what I found striking immediately is how women's health and motherhood in America has such a white image. And then the stories and the statistics are all black women and women of color. And of course, as you know, we hear this a lot that black women are three to four times more likely to die giving birth in America. That number is actually 243% more likely to die. So when people tell you it's not systemic or it's just a one-off here and there, I, I always point um, to these numbers. Um, the Earth app. I love everything about it. And I love how you use technology, such a practical uh, intervention and in giving women such, um, such a powerful tool to help themselves. You created this app with your son as a school project? Tell me everything about this and give me some parenting tips. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot give any parenting tips because my son is a, you know, real math and science kid. That is not that the side of my brain. I would give his father credit, but I don't do that often. Um, but, you know, I had he really had a love he has a love of math and science and coding and i was spending way too much money on these camps that he would go to every summer and he would come home talking about things i didn't understand a word he was saying i was like mom i was like baby boy mama is so happy that you're happy but i am confused um but i had this idea that we could take the stories you know at this point i'm working all over the country with support of the kellogg foundation really just in my community doing these community participatory research projects around birth and breastfeeding and always hearing these same stories of disrespect harm trauma deaths 
near deaths, all the spectrum. And, and I think as a journalist by trade, my first thought was a story bank. How do I connect what I was hearing in Birmingham with Detroit and Philadelphia and the West Coast? It was always the same. And it broke my heart that people didn't really understand that this was happening all over. You know, like they kept it to themselves because they thought it was just them, that they did something wrong or, you know, maybe, maybe I should have, maybe I should have. I'm like, no, it's not you, right? It's the system and it's happening all over the place. And so I had this uh, idea um, around putting these experiences all in one place. And as I began to kind of let it marinate, as they say, um, I'm like, oh, this could perhaps be a digital platform, which would allow folks to have a better way to search to, to, to look at. And then what if we could use these collective experiences into a tool for change, right? And so, you know, I what I feel is the most important part of what Earth does is it's not just about sharing your experience, which is incredibly important and powerful as a way for us to inform and protect each other on the front end, but we use these collective reviews to create data that that's, that's being used to inform hospitals, payers, providers, everyone in that health ecosystem around what it takes to give us a five-star experience. Because I tell you, nobody knows right? What does patient safety mean to a black birthing person? No hospital can really explain that to me. So they have all these metrics, all this money and quality improvement, but it's not, you know, kind of rooted in the lived experience of the folks who are having the worst experience right now within the system. And so that for me is what, you know, earth is ultimately about. So I took, you know, the kind of the, the you know, the seeds of this idea to my son and said, Hey, maybe we can work on this together. Maybe this could be a bridge to our world and help him see that what he was doing actually had application in my work because he hears me talking about birth and breastfeeding all the time. It's like, I know mom, I know mom, breastfeeding, I know mom. <laughs> so I was like, so he could actually see this practical application because he's been to way too many birth and breastfeeding events. So we started together kind of going to app development classes that were offered for free at NYU for alum because I went there for undergrad. And so I think he was 13 when we first started. And you can imagine what it was like me and my 13-year-old black boy going to NYU campus um, in downtown Manhattan taking these app development classes. But he developed our very first wireframes. I used those wireframes for us to go to hackathons and pitch competitions. We ended up winning at, at winning one of the awards at the MIT hackathon, which allowed me to have a prototype that I was able to use to now go get grant funding. And, you know, it was such a fun experience because we would practice for these pitch competitions. You know, you have 60 seconds and we had our, our thing together and we talk about birth without bias and he would throw away the B and, you know, it, it was, it was, it was a, it was a fun time. Um, and so more recently he has interned for the app development um, group. But I think for me, for my children to see an idea that came from my head and ideas, you know, come to reality, come to fruition. And they see how hard I've worked on it. They see me not sleeping, you know, they see the effort. I think for me, that has been, you know, one of the many fulfilling experiences of motherhood for them to actually be like, oh, we had this idea and now it's a real thing. And they could open the app. And um, in, in February, we were featured in the Apple App Store and I was honored to have my children photograph with me um, because they are very much a part of this story. I love that so much. I saw that Apple feature and it's amazing. And I love, uh, I love the name. I love how you dropped the B um, for bias, but it's so important. What I, I wish I had had the app 
you know, when I had given birth, because you really, you're right. You just think that it's just you. Like there's so much information now that I wish somebody had told me. And after writing this book now, I'm kind of just obsessed with women's stories and what we don't talk about. And what I we don't talk what, about. what we keep to ourselves. And then as soon as you start sharing these stories, this is why women's stories are so powerful, right? Because you realize, oh, it's not, it's not just me. And it wasn't my fault, it's the system. Um, so I, I love that. Doulas are recognized on the app with a special badge. You and I work in this world and in this field. We know how important doulas are, especially for women of color. But uh, you say that their earth reviews for a hospital could represent a thousand experiences. Um, wow. What role do doulas play in improving birth outcomes for women of color? To somebody, to our audience members who may not know. Right. I mean, doulas are everything. Doulas are magical. Um, doulas are you know, everything that we need. And it was so interesting. I was speaking at a doula expo once. I started doing this research, right? And it was showing that back in cave drawings of birth, there was always somebody with you, right? Birth was never meant to be isolated. It was never meant to be alone. Even going back to cave drawings, um, there was somebody with you giving birth. And so, you know, doulas are trained birth professionals who are really there to educate you, advocate for you if needed, and take care of the mom during that birthing process, that pregnancy and birthing process. Um, and so what we know is that Black women's and birthing people's outcomes improve with doulas. And I want, I like to emphasize, it's not the doula necessarily in the birthing room advocating for you. People, people really want that. And I, and I get that. But what it really is, is the education that they provide, which allows you to advocate for yourself. I've had two C-sections that I still can't explain. And when it happened, I just didn't know what to say. I didn't know the questions to ask. I didn't know. I, I didn't know what the you know the the, the system. I, I didn't know. I didn't know. And with doulas, you will know, right? And so someone is saying something to you. And again, we've been disconnected from our physiological processes. We're disconnected from our natural knowledge of how our bodies work. And doulas help replenish that, right? And so for you to know the questions to ask, for you to be able to you know feel comfortable like what's happening in my body is actually normal I don't have to be afraid that is one of the most powerful and beautiful things I'm giving myself goosebumps saying it because I know what it was like not to have it right and so yes there's a, an incredible value to having a doula uh, and and I, and I just want folks to understand that it is also about the education right the ways that you can learn what we've been you know untaught and unlearned if I know that's not a word but I'm making using it today um, about our bodies and that is so valuable it's priceless right so valuable it's priceless so I, I just want to put that out there in addition to the advocacy work that they can do for you uh in in that birthing experience and it was important for me particularly in earth to one we accept reviews from doulas so doulas can come in they can leave a review and this is so powerful i have to tell you that the doula reviews are always amazing because they have multiple clients and they often see more clearly the distinctions between perhaps their black clients and their white clients or the latinx clients or their queer clients as well as their 
uh, different insurance type clients, right? So they see all of these distinctions. And while you may have had one birth experience at a hospital, I assure you a doula has probably seen 10, sometimes 20 births at that hospital. And so we have a special icon in earth so that our users know to pay special attention. And then on the back end, as we're pulling out data, like right now, there's a lot of conversation about um, what uh, the value of doulas to the individual birthing person. But I also want to lift up their experiential knowledge as part of this new quote unquote evidence-based research that we need to bring to improve the birthing experience. So what are doulas saying is happening? What are, what do doulas say could help it, uh, help a situation? And how do we lift up their knowledge as part of the data that we take to hospitals when we say, hey, you know, 500 people have said they were yelled at, screamed at, this many people said this, and the doula said, right? Um, and often we know that there's a lot of dismissiveness when people are talking about their experiences. But when we have doula reviews and we know they've seen multiple births, they could have collectively seen triple the number of patient reviews we have, that's powerful. That's powerful. So, you know, we really want doulas to leave their reviews. Um, and we want our users to value that. And then we're pushing for that to also be valued by the system, which as we know, it's not always, um, their presence is not always welcome. Yes. And we remember early on in the pandemic when the one person policy was initially implemented in the hospitals, that was really dangerous uh, for women of color, but particularly black uh, birthing women. I love yep. that you And bring... I just want to say, Anusha, like we just saw the new data that shows like yes, maternal deaths went up. Heck? I know. So. I know. I saw that today. And I honestly, like, you know, I was really on a positive streak and it just made me want to, I don't know, pull my hair out. Right. Uh, I'm right. so angry about that. But, and now we're, everyone's so, I don't know, um, distracted by this war. And I'm like, can we look at this? We cannot have a democracy with these numbers um, in the richest country in the world. Um, I love that you brought up the point about the isolation. It's so interesting. You know, I was born and raised in Bangladesh and we have a lot of problems, but I always think it's so, so strange. We isolate mothers in America, new moms. I mean, in, in Bangladesh, no matter what happens, if you're rich or poor, if a woman gets birth, like the whole community is there for you. You would never just isolate a woman like that. And then we wonder why we have so many postpartum uh, issues. Yep, so exactly. We know that people of color and black people especially are not, we're not believed about our pain. And I, of course I talk about this a lot in my book, but a 2016 UVA study came out saying a majority of doctors in America actually still to this day hold really really racist beliefs about black people and pain skin being thicker nerve endings not being as sensitive to pain um what are you seeing in your work is black pain dismissed regularly absolutely and not only do we have that study where this you know where they try to break it down to you know by biology and physics but we also have just the stereotypes on top of that, like black women are being, you know, extra and they're being, um, you know, uh, 
you know, hyperbolic. That's not the word they use. The, the, the angry black woman trope, the, right? She's being, being difficult. Angry. We're excited, agitated, right? Yes. And so, you know, all of these kind of negative framing go on top of what happens when we are in pain that we're not seen and heard. Right now, you know, in, in the Earth app, we have a number of schemes where we try to identify what were some of the negative practice behaviors. So we ask, were your pain levels dismissed? Were you yelled at? Were you, was your physical privacy violated? Did you experience rude comments? And right now, the number one negative uh, experience being reported in Earth is requests for help were refused or ignored, which is a direct correlation to often it being about pain and not being seen as a human. Uh, number two is reported said I was scolded, yelled at, or threatened. And number three is my pain levels were dismissed. Number four is physical privacy violated. And so this whole, the top three negative experiences being reported in Earth right now are all related to this dehumanization of Black women and birthing people, which is related to the so, you know, the so-called quote-unquote science that actually was saying that we didn't have human qualities, that we were somehow superhuman or subhuman. Um, in terms of how we are, how we receive pain. And so this is something that is very common. Um, and we see it all the time where people are feeling that they are not being heard, they are not being believed. Um, and this is a direct root cause. Uh, th this is a direct outcome from racism and the ways that our feelings have just been, you know, uh, ignored and dismissed and who we are as black women. I often say this, that, you know, black women, used to, and our children used to be highly valued in this country because we had economic value as breeders and feeders, right? They needed us to produce more offspring, which had economic value. We were used to birth and to breastfeed. Um, and so we had economic value as feeders. And the minute we, we, we lost, quote unquote, our economic value, we became valueless and our children were, were, became valueless. And so there was, this is not by coincidence or accident. There was an active uh, campaign to actually devalue Black women and our children when we did not have economic value to the white system. And so this idea of us not feeling pain, this idea of Black women not as humans, we just saw the recent tweet from the director, the, the guy who had psychiatry at Columbia. Oh my God, um, that was like this morning or something or yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh my God. He said that what? He said, I don't know. She's beautiful or just a freak, a of, freak nature? of nature. Right. Right. All of this is like, um, no, she's just a human. Yeah. Right. And so this is all related to when, when you're not seen as human, then nobody yeah. will listen to your pain. Your, your concerns are not legitimate. Um, and so all of this is very closely and deeply correlated with what we're seeing in, you know, birth outcomes and birth experiences. It's very sad. Yeah, it's so sad. And, you know, I'm, it, it's so frustrating because initially people would say, well, there's this big discrepancy because America's maternal health crisis is basically a black maternal health crisis. And mm -hmm. there were really racist things that people would say, like, oh, it's because black people aren't educated or, you know, black women are welfare queens. But what the pandemic has done is just exposed how America's healthcare system runs along deeply racial, racial lines. And now there's actually data that says that if you're an educated black woman with a college degree or higher, you are five times more likely to die in childbirth than a white counterpart with a high school degree. So we know the data is backing us that it's racism, not race. And yet Absolutely. here we are. I mean, this happened to me. My pain was not believed. I almost died giving birth in America. Something I didn't even know was possible. <laughs> 
Okay. I didn't know that anybody died, right? You're supposed to be in a world-class healthcare system. It's one of the best hospitals in the country. So it's, it really, I mean, I, I, I feel, I feel it. I'm getting goosebumps. Um, my, my last question to you is, um, you say that reducing mortality rates of black mothers and babies is not the benchmark for you. Right. I love that. What is the benchmark for you? Well, the benchmark is that we thrive, right? And I mean, you know, this idea that there's only analysis if we die or nearly die is deeply troubling to me. Um, this idea that our care, you know, like people, you know, hospitals kind of saying, well, we haven't killed any black women. No, you, you don't get a cookie for that. There is no reward for that, right? And if we set the, 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 the benchmark as not killing us, then it's a very low bar. And so, you know, we deserve to have joyful, positive birth experiences. That's why I started the Birthright Podcast for us to share our positive stories as well, to let folks know that we can learn from those too. The system says we learn when you die. No. <laughs> you know, with, with Earth data, we try to, we say we can learn from the living. Let's take this, you know, robust repository of lived experience and inform the practices to prevent someone from dying, right? And then on Birthright, I share positive stories and say, what can we learn from this? What, what was in place when something actually went well that could also be a learning? It's not just always learning from the negative of Black women, when we die, from our pain, from... We have to, we have to set a higher standard for ourselves and we have to start holding this system accountable because black women deserve joy and they deserve to thrive and they deserve to have positive and happy um, birthing experiences because that's everything. How you birth matters. How you birth matters and your birth trauma is not your fault. Um, right. Thank you so much, Kimberly. You know, what I love so much about your app is that I love so many things, as you can tell. Uh, but what I love about your approach to things is, is that you remind people that these are not, we're not up against cancer or AIDS. It's childbirth. We know right. how to intervene. We know how to save women's lives. And this is such a practical, empowering intervention. I thank you for it. I wish I had it. And I'm going to tell you. I wish everybody. I had it too. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank your son and thank you for birthing him. No, thank you. Thank you so much. I will speak to you soon, Kimberly. Bye-bye. See you soon. Thank you.